Hey, thanks for joining us here on the House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about the house, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download the house app. All right, all right. How are y'all feeling this morning? That was weak sauce. How are y'all feeling this morning? You look good. You look good. And so, um, like Pastor Stephen said, my name is Stephen Hill. I am the creative director and the worship leader here. Shout out to the worship team. Y'all killed it this morning. Um, just a little bit about myself. Um, I have a beautiful wife. She's sitting here to, to my right. You're left. It's looking good, girl. I like it. I like it. Um, she currently serves on the AV girl, uh, today. Real quick before I just dive into everything. I do want to take the time to honor our pastors, Pastor Stephen and Pastor Katie. Um, I believe that they are a powerhouse couple. Uh, the things that they do for the kids, investing in people, investing into the next generation. And I know for me, even personally, I wouldn't be here um, without your impact and your influence on your life. And so um, I just want to give honor to where honor is due. So let's give them a hand clap. Awesome. So. We are in this new series called In Training. Look to your neighbor and say, we're in training. All right, I like that. You guys are vocal this morning. I like that. And so um, if you missed it, I just really want to encourage you guys. Last week, Pastor Stephen kicked it off with part one uh, with meal prep. If you missed it, I just want to highly encourage you guys to, to go back and listen to it. Maybe you're out of town. Maybe you're doing something. Um, but I think that this series has the potential to really change the trajectory in your life if you take these, each one, and, and apply them into your life each week. And so I really want to encourage you guys to go back if you missed it. But we're going to hop right into it here. Um, we're going to be doing part two today. And um, if you have your Bibles, if you have your word with you, we're going to be starting off in James 2. And we're going to be reading through verse 14 uh, through 26. And so we have a, a pretty good chunk to read through here. And I'm going to be walking through. So I'll give you a moment to get there. James 2, 14 through 26. All right. So I'm going to hop into it. Um, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Okay, so it looks like he's going in hot. He's, he's coming in hot right here. Can that type of faith save anyone? Verse 15, suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Okay, so that's, that's kind of messed up if you're that type of person. You see what's going on. You see the person that have no food or no clothing. That's, that would be like, I'm, I'm here at work, and it's, it's near the end of the day, and, and I run across Adam, and some kind of way he has locked his possessions in his car. So he don't have his keys. He don't have his phone. Um, he doesn't have any food. And I, I run across him, and I'm like, man, that's kind of messed up, Adam. Like, you got yourself in a predicament there. Well, um, hope you have a great day. Um, however you get home, tell Courtney and, and baby Nora, like, I said, hey, whenever you see them. That would be just me leaving him there in that situation without any help whatsoever. The word says, what good does that do? Verse 17. So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. I'm going to read that again. Unless your faith produces good deeds, it is dead and it's useless. Now, some may argue some people have faith 
and other people have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Verse 19, you say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. Um, as I was reading this, I thought it was so funny because I'm from Louisiana um, and I went to a school called Northwestern State University. Um, and they have a mascot. His name is Vic. Now, here's the deal. Don't judge me. Our mascot was Vic the Demon. So we were the North, we were, we were the demons. That was our mascot. I don't know why. I, I, don't, I haven't researched it or anything, but that was the demons. And so we had this uh, campus ministry, and it was called the BCM, and we would always repeat that, that even the demons believe. And so right here is telling us, <laughs> good for you that you believe that there is one God. Even the demons believe this. That's the, that's the same faith amount that the demons have about God. How foolish can't you see that the faith, that faith without good deeds is useless? Verse 21. Don't you remember that our ancestor Abraham was shown to be right by God, shown to be right with God by his actions when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see, his faith and his actions, they worked together. His actions made his faith complete. Verse 23. And so it happened just as the scriptures say. Abraham believed God, and God accounted him as righteous because of his faith. He was, e he was even called a friend of God. So you see, we are shown to be right with God by what we do, not by faith alone. Verse 25, Rahab the prostitute is another example. She was shown to be right with God by her actions when she hid those messengers and sent them safely away by a different road. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. I'm going to read that again just in case you didn't catch that. Just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. And so in other words, just as your breath produces life into your body, as you breathe, it's producing life into your body. Good deeds is producing life to your faith. Um, it's essential for your faith to live. It's essential for your faith to grow and to thrive. Um, basically, it's the gasoline that fuels our faith. And so I've been talking with Devin lately, and uh, the last couple of weeks he has um, been telling me about this strange hobby that he has, and I want to kind of let you guys know, know about it a little bit. So him, him and a group of people, they, they get up kind of early in the morning around like 4, four or 5-ish. Would you say that's about right? Around 5-ish? Okay. So they get up around 5-ish, right? And they drive down to Springdale, all right, and so they get up, get dressed, they drive down to Springdale, and they willingly pay this individual that makes them run a lot. And they run and they lift heavy stuff, and they're doing these fitness tests, and they're, they're I guess they're just getting in shape. And, and I'm just joking um, because I, I like to joke with him on that because he's been trying to recruit me lately to come sign up and do boot camp. And I'm like, man, I'm more of like a three strikes and you're all type of guy, right? You're making me get up early in the morning. You're making me pay somebody. And you're making me work out. I'm like, I don't, know, I don't know if this is for me. This, this is just not the way my bank account is set up. I'm, I'm not this type of individual. Um, but I will have to say, I know since like already seven months 
And um, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but like the, the dad about is trying to trying to catch me. And so he, he's I don't know. You might have me. You kind of convincing me a little bit. I'm trying to stay away from Andy's because that is that is my addiction right there. Like I leave here. It's five o'clock and I see Andy's over there. I'm like, OK, make a right. Make a right. Don't make a left. And so that that's where I, where I kind of been. But it's been kind of interesting to hear uh, Devin and um, his his journey throughout boot camp where they've been going um, because I've seen like some some changes in his life. Um, he's been picking up things even outside of boot camp and, and starting to do more running. And so he buys these new fancy Nike shoes and he's showing me and he got his little shorts and he's finding tracks and he's posting up. OK, I went running and he's prepping. I'm like, man, you, you can have that, man. You're doing good. You're doing awesome. Um, and he's even telling me about a couple of goals that he has. Right. And so he says, OK, I think the first thing I want to try to do next is like a 10K. And then after that, like long term, I think I'm going to try to do like a half marathon. And I'm like, man, how many miles is that? And he was like, it's, it's, I think it's around 13. I'm like, are you going to drive it? Are you going to run that? Are you going to run 13 miles? I was like, man, see, this, this is why I can't do boot camp, because I'm going to get in there, and you're going to try to give, I'm going to give you an inch, and you're going to want a mile. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know if that's for me. But how crazy would it be if Devin, he wasn't doing any of that, he wasn't going to boot camp, he wasn't running, he, he don't have his little fancy Nike shoes, and one day he just wakes up and he hits the alarm. He walks outside and he just smells the summer air. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to run a half marathon. And he just decides right then with no training, with no preparation that he's going to do that. Can I tell you that, um, I, I mean, Devin is pretty impressive and he might can actually do that. But he's probably going to be very miserable while he's doing that because he hasn't put in he hasn't put in any effort. He hasn't put in any training and he hasn't prepared himself for that. And I believe sometimes as believers, we can be that way. Uh, we have these big, lofty dreams and we believe uh, that God has called us to things. And I believe that he has, too. But we haven't put in the work to actually get there. We haven't put in the daily work that we need to. And so my assignment today is putting in the work. You can write that down, putting in the work. <clears throat> all right, so I want to do this quick little exercise um, just to make sure you guys are all with me. Um, you're actually doing it right now, but I, I just want to do it together. And so on the count of three, we're going to inhale and then we're going to exhale. Are y'all ready? It's, it's, it's pretty simple. You're, you're already doing it, so it should be good, all right? So whether you're in person or online, we're going to do this all together. On three, we're going to inhale. One, two, three, inhale. Exhale. Okay, you with me? Everybody still good? Okay, we're going to do it one more time. One, two, three, inhale. Exhale. Okay, awesome. So if you were able to do that, that means two things. Number one, you are alive, all right? Congratulations, you have made it to the first service. You guys are with me. Number two, that means that you guys have purpose. That there is a reason that you're here. There's a reason that you're breathing. And if God woke you up this morning, he has an assignment for your life. And I don't know about you, but that's one of the things that excites me the most about life. Every, mom, every morning I wake up, I know that there is something for me to do. I know that there is a reason why I'm alive. And that excites me, and I believe that it, it should excite you guys too. But the thing about purpose that I want to communicate this morning is that purpose is not automatic. Purpose is not something that is guaranteed. 
just because you, you wake up and just because you're born, um, by the time you get to the end of your life, it doesn't mean that you're going to reach the God-given purpose and the destiny that he has for you. Uh, basically, this is a process that we have to be intentional about putting in the work. And so how do you do that? Um, and this morning, I want to give you guys an equation that I believe that the word uh, clearly lays out for us with how to put in the work. Um, and it starts with faith. So faith, by definition, is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Uh, one example that I've heard that I really like is you can tell that you have faith in something if you're willing to put your weight on it. For example, I could look at you guys and see that you have faith in the chairs that you're sitting in because clearly everyone is sitting in the chair and you're putting your weight on it. Um, that means that you believe that it's going to hold you up. You can bank on that. And so uh, the biblical definition even takes it a step further um, in Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith um, is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in, <clears throat> in what we do not see. And so you can read that and know that it's not common. Faith is something that it, don't, it doesn't naturally come as something that you have to work on. I even believe that faith is a muscle that you have to train. You constantly have to train. And the thing about muscles is you can't call on something. You can't call on something that isn't there. Like if you're not strong enough to lift 150, I don't care how hard you try. You're not going to lift 150. It's something that you have to develop. Um, I, was, I went to go see my sister. We, me and Lindsay went to go to Louisiana a couple of days ago. And um, I just woke up one morning and everybody was still asleep. Lindsay and Ari were asleep. And I was like, you know what? This is going to be a great time for me to go have some bonding time with my sister. And so I walk over. And I'm thinking we're about to have this just deep, deep talk and just, just have this awesome bonding moment. And I walk in there, and she has on her workout clothes. And I'm like, what are you about to do? She's like, I'm about to work out. I have this little YouTube video I watch, a little, I think, an Amy Wong or something. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so normally I would just kind of sit back and just let her do her workout deal. Um, but today I was just, that day I was just feeling very, like, motivated. You know, I'm going to have this moment with my sister. I am going to work out with her. And so I get in there, and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm dressed for this. I'm like, I'm, I'm a, we're just going to have fun. And so she starts this workout. And you're supposed to do like, it's it's 20 minutes long, and you're supposed to do like two reps of like 15 different exercises. And we get halfway through, and I'm like, this was a bad idea. (laughs) This was a very, very bad idea. And I'm feeling it everywhere. My back is hurting. My knees are hurting, and she's jumping, and I'm just sweating. And I'm like, yeah, this this is not for me. I don't know why I made this decision. Um, And muscles, I were using muscles that were not present and in my life, I didn't have the endurance. I didn't have the body strength. And it, it just looked a hot mess if I'm just being real with you. And that's how it is. If, if, you're, if the muscles aren't there, if you haven't taken the time to develop them, you can't just call on them when you want them. You have to take the time to actually develop them. And so putting in the work means that we have to take the time to develop our faith. And so how do we do that? Uh, if you turn with me to Romans 10, 17, we're going to take a look at that real quick. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Uh, you may have heard it as uh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. That's how I always heard it growing up. 
Um, and, and Pastor Stephen, he spoke on meal prep last week. Um, and in that, some of, the, some of my takeaways are whatever that you feed, whatever you feed is going to grow. Another takeaway, whatever you give attention to, it's going to get stronger. And so my question is, what are you feeding and what are you fueling in your life? What are you feeding and what are you fueling? I believe that there's levels to it. Um, it's different believing in God for like a dollar to get a cheeseburger versus praying for a sick family member who has a terminal disease. There, there's levels to faith, just like there's levels to what you can live and what you're, what you're able to do. And the way that we develop that is through time, right? And so through time, as you spend time with God, um, as you spend time in his word, as you connect with people in life groups and you do life with other people, a couple of different things are happening. You're hearing stories about, oh, sorry, I'm not used to that. <laughs> You're hearing stories about what God can do. You're hearing testimonies of how God is working in and through different people's lives. And what that's doing is that's building and that's developing faith with you. And so what you constantly have to do is put yourself in scenarios that your faith is being built by hearing and hearing the word. Not just once you got here, you can't, you can't live on yesterday's manner. Basically, you, hear, you have faith, and every day that you wake up, how are you positioning yourself for your faith to be built? Um, that is how we build our faith, through constantly getting in the Word. And so um, I do have, I have a story for you guys, but before I get into that story, I have a, a quick confession, all right? And so um, I put on this outfit this morning, and I was like, man, you know what? I'm just going to... I'm going to go for it. I, I'm, I'm going to wear the glasses, Stephen. I think I think I want to wear the glasses. I think it kind of fits. I think it's appropriate. And so I'm going to go for it. And I think um, sometimes I do this because I feel like I can get away with it because I used to wear glasses. Um, and so right now I, I have a quick throwback for you guys that I want to show to you. They'll put it up on the screen real quick. All right. So... We are looking at young Steve-O. Young Steve-O. <laughs> Took a lot of courage for me to do this. Um, we're looking at young Steve-O in the third grade. Um, and basically with this, I can remember going to the doctor, our doctor, and they're like, okay, no, put your phone down. <laughs> I can remember going to the eye doctor and, and they were like, yeah, you need glasses. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that's not a big deal. Um, it's something new. It's exciting. And so whatever, let's, let's do the glasses. And so I quickly learned that um, I hated glasses. <laughs> I was like, man, this is difficult. You got to keep up with them. If you don't clean them right, everything is all blurry. Um, you can bend the little frames easily. And that, I was that kid. I kept on messing up my glasses, and my mom kept on having to buy me new glasses and new frames and getting them all adjusted. Uh, one day, she just was like, okay, here's the deal, Stephen. Like, I love you, but if you keep on breaking these glasses, like, I'm going to have to end up giving you a, a pair that probably don't look that good. They, they're going to be ugly. People are probably going to make fun of you, um, but you can't keep on messing up your glasses. I was like, no, I, I got it. I got it. I'm not going to lose them. It's all good. Sure enough, <laughs> I, lose, I lose the glasses. And so she ends up getting me a pair, and they're, they're hideous. People are at school calling me Steve Urkel. And I'm like, man, this, this is messed up. <laughs> why, why, why am I having to go through this? And so fast forward a little bit, going into the summer, I go to summer camp. And um, 
we're, we're there, and we, we go to a night service. And so we go to the night service, and while we are at this night service, a couple different things are going on. Um, they're basically talking about the goodness of God, uh, the fact that God is a healer, um, that he can heal and that he wants to heal us. Um, and so there, I mean, you're looking at, I think, a thousand plus people um, just in one little, one little setting there. And so they're talking to like a group of people. And so they get to the point where they're like, hey, um, we want to pray for people that have bad vision. And throughout this whole time, I'm just hearing these stories. And I'm like, man, like God heals. God wants to heal. God can heal in my life. And they, they talk about um, people with bad vision. And my ears just perk up. I'm like, like, hold on, I got these glasses and I need to get rid of these things. What do we need to do to make this happen? And so um, they're like, okay, if you would like for God to heal your bad vision, we want you to walk up, walk down to the altar. And so like my heart is like pumping. I'm like, man, this is this real? Like, can, can this really happen? And so I get up out of my seat, I walk down and I'm at the front and say, they say, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get you to take off your glasses and we're going to get you to read the projector or see if you can read the projector. So I do. I take off my glasses, um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, it's, sure enough, it, it's blurry. It's kind of difficult to read. Um, and they say, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to get you to close your eyes, and we're going to get you to pray this prayer. prayer. And all, we, all that we want you to think about um, is just what we've been talking about today, how God is a healer, he can heal, and he wants to heal in your life. What's happening? Faith is being stirred up in my life. Faith is being stirred up in my mind. I'm hearing that God is a healer. God wants to heal. He can heal. This is what I'm hearing as I'm there. And so I close my eyes and I pray the prayer. And sure enough, I open up my eyes and I am able to clearly read the projector. And this is crazy. This is crazy. And so I'm, I leave there, and I am on cloud nine. I am excited. Um, I'm up here. They got pay phones, and I'm up here putting the little coins in. I'm calling my mom. I'm like, you won't believe what just happened. My eyes are healed. I don't need glasses anymore. I'm going to throw these things away right now. She's like, hold on, hold on. Don't throw them away just yet. I, I, I believe you, and I, I know that God's good, but we need to get you home first, and we need to take you back to the doctor and make sure that, that everything is good. And so I, I do that. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll keep them. I won't, I won't throw them away just yet. And so I get home, and yeah, I go to the doctor, and he's like, yeah, sure enough, you are good. Your eyes are healed. And I'm like, this is, this is crazy. And even to this day, that is still a memory that I can recall when I used to develop my faith. If I'm going through a situation now, I can remember, hey, God is a healer. God, he wants to heal. And I can recall that memory when I'm using, um, when I need it in, in a moment because it's something that I've already, I've already developed. And so faith, um, the first part of faith is, well, the first part of putting in the work is developing your faith. The second thing that I want to bring up um, is basically uh, action. Um, as I was a teenager or when I was younger, um, it's really easy to think about um, the big picture. You hear that God has a plan for your life, and the first thing, first thing that I think about is, like, the goal. I'm like, okay, like, I'm excited, and I want to get to the big thing that God has for me. Um, but as I'm getting older, I am learning that it's 
so it's about the destination, but it's also about the journey. And more than not, like, whatever you do in your journey will, will show you where you're going to end up and where the destination is going to look like. And so what I'm learning is this. Big or small, you can't do the will of God without God's help. I'm going to say that again. You can't do the will of God without God's help. Um, in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, it says this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all that you do, and he will show you which path to take. Now, us, like, especially when you go into adulthood, like, we don't like people telling us what to do. We like, man, I want it to be my way. And, and the thing is, we often want God's plan for us, but we want to do it our way. And, and that is something that we clearly see won't work. He's saying here to seek, seek his will in all that you do. In everything that you do, seek his will, and he will show you which path to take. And so, in order for us to get God results, we have to do it God's way. And so, the second part of the equation, the first part, again, was faith, developing faith. The second part is action. So, we have to take action, and it's important for us to take action, but what I'm getting at is we have to take the right action. When we, when we do our action and when we say we try to run the play and we try to do it with our plan, we end up getting results that we don't, we don't like or the results that God has for us, and we don't end up in the place where we actually need to be. Yeah. Uh, we end up in a whole different spot. Um, I want to let you know, guys, about a, a different story. Um, like I said a little earlier, I'm not from here. I'm from Louisiana. And so I moved here around uh, three and a half, four years ago. And that was a very uh, trying time of my life before before I moved here. Um, uh, just a little bit about that. I had just gotten laid off uh, from a job, and it was, I'm not going to lie to you guys, it was tough. Um, I, was in, I was in a little debt. I was in a new relationship with Lindsay Ashley, trying to figure out how I want to move forward with that. And I had even got to a point where I felt like God was calling me to Northwest Arkansas, and, and so it was kind of weird because the predicament was, God, I have faith that you have a plan, a purpose, a vision, everything for my life. I, I believe this, but it's really hard for me to see what you're doing because I believe you're separating like everything that I know, I love, and I've been a part of my whole life here. But you're saying your purpose and your vision and your calling is here. And I'm like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand that. And it was a lot of moments where I was just trying to navigate what, what was going on, and I, I basically felt confused. And so I, I can remember reaching a point where I had exhausted every option. I had put in every application, and I had, I had went to every person and talked to people. I was praying. I was seeking God. I was like, God, open up a window. Show me something like, why? Like, are you sure the move is the action step that you want me to take? And I was sitting in the car, and I, it's not like God was all of saying, like, yes, go to Northwest Arkansas. Um, but I, I got to the point where I was thinking, I was like, okay, like, I have to move. I have to take an action. 
What is going to be my action? I could sit here and I could think about this from day in, day out, still being dead, still be broke, still not knowing what's going on, or I can make a move. Even if I don't know 100% this is, this is right, I know that my heart is right. I know that I have done the things that I know to do to make sure that I'm right with God, to hear him, and I feel like he's moving me this direction. And so, needless to say, like, I, I, I did make that jump, and I did move up here. And I can let you guys know this. Like, when I moved up here, it was so crazy that everything that was a concern in my heart, everything that was a concern in my mind, God took care of it. And I, I was in this relationship with Lindsay, and we were just kind of, we were filling it out. We, was, like, we were together, and I knew I wanted to be with her, but like, I don't know, I can't even afford a ring. I can't afford a place to stay. I basically, I was staying with Nick, and he was, he was really helping your boy out. Um, I stayed with him for 10 months, and, and we, were, we were just doing things, and we were, we were learning each other, and we were doing ministry, and it was great. But like, I didn't have a plan, and I, and I came here, and I, I just fast forward to my life now. Um, I've been married for over three and a half years. We have a beautiful baby girl. We have a house. We paid off my car. I've been in ministry. I'm, I'm working here at the church now. And you can just see the evidence of what God has done because I went back and I made a choice and I took an action step. And that's where it can be very scary. But I can tell you this, that grace is wherever God's will is, even if it seems scary. If God wants you to be there, God's grace will be there. Um, it's this verse. Well, it's, so I listen to Christian rap a lot, and this is one lyric from a, a rapper that I listen to. It's, uh, it's called KB. He said, I'd rather be in the jungle and in the will of God than anywhere else outside it. So if you think about a jungle, they got, they got panthers. They got monkeys. They got stuff that's trying to kill you. All these insects. It's hot. It's human. It's, it's terrible. But he's saying right here, I'd rather, be, I'd rather be in the jungle and in the will of God. That's because there is grace and peace inside the will of God. We don't look at the outside circumstance. We look at the heart and where God's wanting us to be at. And he will take care of the rest. And so that is my second point with with within the equation that we can't just have faith as the word says you also have to have action and so in conclusion i want to be able to to recall a couple of things here i mean if we go back to james in verse 17 we talk about that faith without these is dead and it is useless um in verse 22 going down a little bit in james his faith and his actions they work together um, his actions made his faith complete. And so I said that we had an equation here, and this is the equation that faith plus action equals putting in the work. That is how we put in the work. Because when we have faith, a couple of things are, a couple of things are happening. We're spending time in God's word. We're, we're learning about him. We're developing that muscle, and we're developing what, is, what it looks like to have faith. We're, we're spending time in prayer, um, and we're spending time in community. All of those things that um, outside of those look, may, may look and seem simple, praying, reading, and worshiping, they all attribute to the factor of building and developing our faith. And when we have action, but we, ha- we also have to have action. Like, like the word said, what good does it do if we see something or we have something 
um, but we and we we have faith that God can do something, but we're not actually putting action to our faith. And so God is causing calling us to develop our faith, but also to act on it. I'm gonna say that again. God is calling us to develop our faith, but to also act on it. And so in both of the stories that I, I talked about today, um, you saw both of those those present. In the story of me with my glasses, um, I had I was I, ve- I developed faith by hearing the word that God can heal, but I had to take the action step of actually getting out of my seat, walking down, making a prayer. Like I could have easily just sat there, saying, "God, I have faith that you want to heal me. I have faith that you're a healer," but I'm just gonna sit right here. In the story of me moving up here to Arkansas. I was putting in the works. I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to do. I had faith that God has a plan. He had a purpose for my life. But until I moved, he wasn't able to do what he was supposed to, wanted to do in my life. The success of the action was after I actually take the action. You have to make a move, right? And so where are you this morning? Maybe, maybe you're on one side of the equation where... Um, you're you're learning how to develop your faith. You're you're learning like God. Do you really want to touch this situation? Or maybe you're on the other side where you're trying to take an action, um, but maybe you have the, the ball in your court and you're running your plan. But God is saying, Hey, like I have a plan and I have a purpose, and you can't get my results by doing it your way. And so in this moment, I just want to take a little time for us to worship. And I want you to think, like, what is God talking to you about? Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.